Right, AQ. Welcome to another episode of That's Hockey Talk. Gorms, how are we feeling today? Uh, not great. I don't know how to pick a hockey game or uh, preview a hockey game quite well. So I'm, uh, you know, a little. What's wrong, under, man? Your little, pick's not going so hard. A little under the weather when it comes to finding out the results of these games. But I tell you one thing, I'm enjoying the, the hell out of this playoffs. So you took playoffs. you you thought Carolina was going to win? Yes, yes, I did. Yes, I said the bunch of jerks. You show up, you got home ice. You can slap this team that's hotter than a pistol called the Boston Bruins in the face on your home ice, and they did. For about, you know, 27 minutes, they absolutely slapped him around. And Tuka Rask said, hey, dude, this is my party. You know, hey, go in the other 35 room. 35 saves for Rask last night. He dropped acid. He was unbelievable. Ooh. It was just save after save. And the one goal he did let in, I still don't understand how it went in. Right, it it right, was right, like he was right. squared up. He dropped. It was right there. It just somehow squeezed through the pillows. And Calvin DeHaan gets his first goal in 69 games. <laughs> November nice. 8th. Good for him. November the I 8th. Yes. <laughs> I mean, if you're getting goals from guys who haven't scored from November 8th and nothing from your top lines, I mean, come on, boys. Come on. Who's that, the Carolina head coach? I'm sorry, Brindamore. You guys got to pick it up a little bit. You're down 3-0. Put them on the line. Oh, Speaking of head coaches, Bruce Cassidy said before the series, uh, we don't want to weather any storm. We want to create it. Okay. And for the first two games, they did. Yeah. And then last night, like you said, they weathered, man. Oh, whew. they battened down the hatches, and Rask held strong. Unbelievable! They threw everything at him, and then all of a sudden it turned when they got two quick goals in four minutes of the second. But I'm telling you, 27 minutes—they're peppering this guy. 20 saves in the first for Rask. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. and and on home ice, they're they're facing a buzzsaw called the Bruins. Canes couldn't get it done. They had a four-on-three power play, five-on-three advantage for a couple seconds uh, in the first period. Couldn't get that goal. Bruins score again. Their depth. Just showing up in droves, mm-hmm. just punishing. Hey, chippy, and chippy too. Yeah, a little bit, chippy, a little bit. Chippy, fourteen penalties. I mean, but I'm telling you, this game four it, on home ice in Carolina, it's a Donnybrook. Oh, I mean, they're done. They're gonna go out. But I, it's a Donnybrook. I, I, yeah, I don't expect Carolina to come out and do anything cheap. I think they know. I think they're gonna play hard, but I don't expect them to do anything dirty. It's it, 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 there's no reason to send a message or anything like that, like the old school hockey. How days. about the power play for Boston? Can we go there? Go for it. Playoffs. They're scoring on one of three power play opportunities. Yeah, I mean, they're as hot as it gets right I mean, now. Come they on. can do no wrong. Uh, AQ, what what have you seen so far? Because it, it seems very one-sided. Here's the one thing that is bugging the shit out of me. Go. Jason Williams has played 17 years in this league mm-hmm. and uh-huh. just continuously keeps getting baited into dumb, dumb penalties. penalties. Oh. It is unbelievable how you are a 17-year vet and keep falling for the fucking tricks. It's unreal that you're the, the the captain of the team, the guy, the leader, and you continuously keep falling for the bait. It's unbelievable to watch this shit. He's, and, and the fact that... He's frustrated, Carolina, man. It, oh, it's frustrating as hell. And the fact that uh, Carolina's defense isn't showing up, their, their goalies have not even showed up. They haven't showed up. This is unbelievable to watch a team that has been... So successful this playoffs, and then all of a sudden just get the bed in the biggest moment this playoffs. It's unbelievable to watch. 
It's all yeah. These the matchups are interesting to me in the playoffs because, like you said, they come through and they and they battle and they battle and they they win a game seven and then they sweep and then they come into this series and they look just completely defeated. They look like a different team. It's all about what these matchups and if you have a smart coach and how they deploy their lines can do to you. And they just have completely nullified Carolina. I will say, hats off to McElhaney last night. Sure, he came in sure. to a tough situation and played pretty damn well, yep. all things considered. Uh, Love the goalie switch, too. Yeah, I don't think you can really fault him for either of the goals. I mean, Marshawn was all alone in the slot just dancing around, and then the puck gets tipped off of his own guy's glove anyways. So, uh, you know, Curtis, you did your best. Right, right. You can go home and sleep well at night knowing you did your best. Hey, Q, you think they just emptied everything they had there? And like I was saying earlier in the first 27 minutes, don't forget that interference, that goal that was waved off, or this one would have got got really away. I mean, have they unloaded everything they have, and I'm sorry, down 3-0, they're not coming back? Sometimes you just face a team that's a buzzsaw at the end of the day. I mean, and that's what they've run into. They didn't play well the first two games. I thought they played all right last night. I thought they played better than they had in the first. Much better. Much better in the first couple of periods. And still were down 2 nothing, And really could have been 3 nothing, like, like, like you said. But um, Boston's just too much. Let's let's give the hats off to them. And yep. this Johansson, I thought Johansson's playing a heck of a series. I mean, that, that has really proved to be a good trade at the deadline for them. Yeah, that was a sneaky good pickup. I, I watched him for years with the Capitals and then for his short little stint with the Devils there. He's a guy who just – he's not going to blow you away on the score sheet, but he's the guy that does all the little things right, you know, all the cliche things the coaches say. And uh, he's shown up in this series. And that's that's just what the Bruins do. Like, they're not going to – wow you and dazzle you with tic-tac-toe plays even though it looks like they've been putting on a dis- an offensive clinic here this series they're just kind of a solid fundamental team and then they they take over and they frustrate especially when Marshawn gets going we've seen it on Justin Williams uh, again you know I've watched him for a couple years at the Capitals he was a guy that when he played with Washington he was supposed to bring the leadership there and they seem to teams always seem to find a way to get under his skin whenever I watched him in the playoffs he he's quick to melt down surprisingly for a guy who's so uh, renowned for his reputation for being Mr. Game 7 and Mr. Clutch yep. and coming up big in the moment. He seems to be very easily get his cage rattled. Do I uh, do I got to give some props, some heavy props to the big man out in Arizona? about? I, I kind of say, AQ, you kind of took this team under your wing. I mean, begrudgingly, <laughs> but you're a Bruins guy this playoffs, and I got to give you credit. They've rattled off six straight wins in the playoffs. They're 5-1 and one this year against Carolina, and they've got one game remaining. I'm just saying... Will it be a sweep? I don't know. But AQ, pat on the back, big fella, for your Boston love. I'll tell you what. The one question mark I had with these Bruins is Tuka Rask, and he is telling me to go fuck myself. (laughs) (laughs) Believable the way this guy is playing. Like The the slide across, I think it was a three-on-one last night. Slide across, stacking the pads. Like This guy is coming for blood this series and this playoffs. It, it It is an impressive, impressive performance by him hey you're not alone there too he's had a couple mediocre seasons and a lot of people even in boston started to turn on him and be like is this the guy can he get it done i don't know it's time for him to go blah 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 maybe we start yara halak of all people Mm. uh because he had a good run early in the season and it's like you know sometimes you just got to have patience and let these guys find their game and they put them in the big time moments here in the playoffs and he's shown up i think we all forget at least i did i know a couple episodes ago 
we t- we talked about how is Boston the second best team in the NHL because right. that's what an NHL network analyst called them right after Tampa Bay as the regular season was wrapping up, and we all kind of scoffed at yeah, it, laughed at it, right. like yeah they're good, but I don't know if well it turns out they are pretty fucking good, right. uh, and you know granted they've got the matchups they wanted in terms of the way the cards have fell, fallen in this playoff run here. Yeah, they got, but you can only play who gets put in front of you, so I'm not going to fault them for the that. They're first, taking care of business. I know. The hot first line, the hot go, the hottest goalie in the playoffs, rattling off straight wins, yeah, you can. And I buried them early. Carolina, the bunch of jerks, they're going to be pulling some uh, some drives and some seven irons off left and off right pretty soon because I don't want to see them get swept, but you know, have some fun in this final one. But yeah, I again, mean, what guys, I said it from the beginning. What the hell do I know? <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to be Boston uh, four more games. So, uh, you know, hats off to the Hurricanes, too. They had go. a great year and kind of turned their franchise around this offseason. We talked a couple episodes, too, about how many picks they have coming up. Their future looks bright. Uh, let's move it over to the West, and let's talk about the San Jose Sharks and the inconsistency there. This, to me, is a series of who wants it the least. Right. It's like... They get put in these positions where, okay, San Jose comes out, Gorms, you said it, every series they come out and they just put on this dominant performance in game one, and then it's like, all right, we'll kick our heels up and relax for game two, and then the Blues seem to only perform on the road. You know, they they come out and they get rolled over in game one, but game two they bounce back, and they look like just this dominant team. Bobby Bortz, Bobby Bortuzzo looks like Bobby Orr skating through the neutral zone out there. Uh, They're getting scoring from Sunquist, Schwartz, uh, Pat Maroon, you know, it's not just the top guys getting it done in St. Louis. And I Schwartz think that's, has got nine goals through these playoffs, don't forget. So you're yeah, right on that big time. That's, I mean, that's kind of the difference between the two teams, I think, is uh, the Sharks are really only getting the, the output from their big guys. Logan uh, Couture. Logan Couture. <laughs> and we talked about Timo Meyer, but I'm considering him one of the Sharks' big guys right now. Joe Thornton's been pretty, pretty quiet in the series. The whole third line for the Sharks has been almost non-existent. So uh, to me, it's almost like, yeah, it's who wants it less. It's like we're not going to try until our backs are completely against the wall. Hey, AQ, I'm liking Tarasenko to finally come alive. I mean, we're talking about five goals from a guy who scored 33 in the regular season. And don't forget, St. Louis is the best team in hockey since January. The best team in hockey, so they're going up. I'm not, I'm, not that I'm giving up on them, but I like St. Louis over this thing over the course of, hey, they still got a big gun in the back who hasn't fired yet named Tarasenko. Pretty good goaltending. I'm sticking with St. Louis. Plus, I want to see the Boston. I want to see as, as much of an original six Stanley Cup as we can. We're getting close with Boston St. Louis. I will say this. Uh, I'm very excited to see either one of these final scenarios. Uh, we know it's going to be Boston from the East, but give me Boston St. Louis or give me Boston Sharks. I'd be very happy and very entertained watching either of those matchups. Here, here's the, here's the uh, interesting thing. I think the league has shifted to this faster – pace and not as much hitting and all that stuff. And yet here we are and we possibly have a Boston San Jose who aren't either of them aren't the fastest teams. They, they're a little older. They're a little more experienced. Oh, yeah. Boston's more of a hitting team, but it'd be very interesting to see that matchup in the, in the, in the finals. I think um, I do think St. Louis um, makes this a pretty good series. I think this goes seven, but I, I do think San Jose comes away with this. I think their championship experience. I'm rolling with experience at this point, and that's what I've rolled with with Boston. That's what I'm rolling with with San Jose. They got they got guys who have been there before, played a lot of playoff games. Logan Couture turns into a goddamn assassin in the playoffs. So good. Um, yeah. So I, I'm I'm rolling with them. Uh, the Sharks worry me because they haven't won back to back games in a series right. since the first round, right? Flip which is flop, troublesome. Flip, flop, yeah. Tick tock. 
But I think this next game, and obviously game three is going to tell us a lot about the rest of this series. I think how we see the Sharks do on the road versus how the Blues do at home, I think that's going to be a big indicator going forward. I do think it's going to be a long one. I think it's going to go six or seven. And I took the Sharks to win, but every time I bet against the Blues, they prove me wrong. So like I said, I'd be, I'm going to be happy either way. We got a quality, good entertaining matchup with the Bruins and whoever comes out of this series. Hey, if we're going to have to hop on a pony, boys, I'm sorry about this, St. Louis. You know, don't don't send the hate mail, but I'm riding that horse called the Blues through this thing. I'd love to see St. Louis Boston. I'd love to see St. Louis overtake. And it is, it is a little personal thing on Boston. Yeah. I'll say it. I'll say it. Well, how so? Uh, just a little personal thing. Never loved the professional sports all that much. I, I stopped loving after uh, the Robert Parrish era back in Boston on the uh, basketball court with the big chief. And that was Burke. a long time ago. That's what I'm saying, bro. So that, <laughs> I've had him in the in the shed for a lot of years as far as you know, rooting for these guys. But man, it's been fun so far. These everything's so fun. I don't care if I can't pick them or I, you know, not this playoff series from the very first puck drop of the first round to what we've seen right now. Love it. Yeah, I think a lot of people want to root against Boston because of how much success they've had in, in the other sports. Sure. And the Bruins have been pretty good lately. But like when I look at that Bruins team, I don't really hate anyone on the team. I know Marshawn's a little fuck, but he's the only one really that agitates me. The rest of them all like Patrice Bergeron's like the ultimate gentleman like the ultimate class act in the league chara too yeah, for as big chara, as he is absolutely. like I love just such a great chara, guy yeah. uh and the kids like mcavoy and debrusque they all seem like good people and, and good players so it's like i have a hard time like there's no i know a lot of penguins fans especially too have like this angst and this bitterness towards boston but like i really don't have it to be honest I, they don't piss me off when i watch them. hey q go ahead tee off on boston if you need to <laughs> no teeing off needed here. I, I, I think they're an impressive sports town. And the crazy thing is, if they win this, this will be their third parade in seven months. Yeah, let, let, let's move on. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> that's where that's where it starts to get to me. But one more thing: talk, before- talk, talk about it. Talk about a kid that's six years old right, growing up, right, and right, knowing right, right. this is what to expect. Hey, like we're just gonna have parades all fucking year yeah, long. This is normal. Yeah, I'm sure that kid will grow up to be uh, well-developed and, and challenged later in life. I'm sure he won't <laughs> complain at all or melt down at the slightest little bit of adversity. But anyways, uh, to wrap it up here, we, we, we kept it quick today because there were only really two games since our last episode. Uh, something I want to touch on that I saw in an article uh, over the weekend, Elliot Freeman's 31 Thoughts. He mentioned this. The new video review has been a hot topic here in the NHL this playoff. Uh, I want to mention this to you guys and see your thoughts on it. Elliot Freeman's new proposal for NHL video review. Coaches get two challenges per game. They can challenge goaltender interference, puck over the glass, puck hitting the net, who high sticked who, should something be a major, whatever. Any, anyone wants to throw in there, basically. He's basically saying open up review to almost anything. Uh, but you lose your timeout for a goaltender interference mistake and a penalty if anything else is wrong. Ooh! So you get two challenges. If you get one wrong, you're getting a two-minute minor. I'm all in. Let's go. Now, in the last minute of regulation and all overtimes, the situation room regains control of the reviews. So you're not putting it on the referees. It's going to the it's going to the situation room. Uh, he says, I'm all for eliminating offside review. If we've learned anything, it's that the linesmen call it pretty well. We're arguing about millimeters. That's mm-hmm. not what this was supposed to do. Right. I actually disagree, uh, and I've said this for a while. I don't mind the offside rule, and I don't mind the offside challenges. I do think there should be a time stamp on it. So, you know, you can't go maybe like 
15 or 20 seconds past the offsides when a goal is scored. But if a play is offsides, it's offsides. I know, but what do they do in tennis, Nick? You ever seen a tennis, the eye in the sky, when they go down, is it in, is it out, is it in? Why can't they do this with That's offsides? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know why as that... Soon, the buzzer goes off as soon as you're offsides. Play is stopped. Something is fishy to me about that tennis thing because <laughs> I feel like like the NFL would have adopted right, that, right? right? right like right. I feel like if that was foolproof technology, it would be universal. So something rubs me the wrong way about the eye in the sky. But AQ, how do you feel about this the video review proposal and kind of opening up everything for review just like in any sport i think i think uh review takes a toll on the game i think it it slows the game down it it ruins momentum at times but if it's if it's a call that needs to be made i think it obviously it's obviously right but I, i i like the idea of the two and then if you're wrong then you know you get penalized or you lose your timeout. Like I'm, I'm all for that. It's I think it's the same thing in the NFL. Like mm-hmm. if you're wrong on the flag, you lose something, right? I mean, I think, yeah. Because uh, then then you're in, you're not incentivized to use it at every drop of a hat or high stick or. But like if your guy gets high stick, how many times have we seen a phantom high stick that just completely whiffs on a player or the player gets hit by changes, their own stick? Yeah, it changes the game. Yeah, yeah that, so, that's the, that's the biggest issue I think right now is the flopping. I think uh, I think there 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 should be able to be a review on that and then boom, okay, so he didn't take a stick. Now that team gets penalized. I think that's that that's what should happen. That's what I'm saying, and I agree with it in your sense there. Where give me the review where it's it's limited in the, in the two challenges. Let's not review every little thing that happens, but let's make it count. Let's make sure these are the ones that are impactful. And then, you know, maybe you make it like if you get two right, you get a third one, like the NFL rule. I think Elliot's on to something, boys. I think so, too. But we'll see. The NHL uh, adapts at a dinosaur's pace. It's true. So, it's you true. know, they're still stuck in the Stone Age in a lot of ways. But you have high hopes that they'll figure it out eventually. They just need some new blood in there, and it's coming. It all comes in time. Evolution, baby. It all comes in time. But All right, uh, that's all we got for today. Thanks for rocking with us. As always, subscribe, rate, and review. Tell your friends. Uh, We'll come back next week. I think we're going to drop down to one episode per week uh, moving forward here as we inch towards the finals just because the games have condensed. And then we'll start to get into some off-season stuff. I know we got a lot of contracts and trade rumors to talk, uh, and I I got someone – NHL trade rumors. The Twitter account wants to come on. They got some. They got some info to dish, spill some tea for us. Who doesn't love a good rumor talk? That's true. You know what I mean. You know, speculation. I love that stuff. And why? Or one thing, real quick. Doc Emmerich called such a fun game last night. I mean, I He's was your guy. Right? I was closing my eyes. Aq listening to this man describe the play, and I loved it. I, I was actually laughing to myself at a few times last night where I did it because he's so good, he's such so a smooth. pro, and so smooth. So smooth. He's your guy, right? Yeah. We'll get him on. Yeah, I got it. I'm trying. I'm trying to get Doc Emmerich on, but I'm telling you what, they're, they don't make many like old Doc. Oh, no. And then he still has to slide his little Pittsburgh Pirates reference into every <laughs> game he calls. He's a beaut. All right, everybody, thanks for rocking with us, uh, and that's Hockey Talk.